I'm Boba Fett. I have replaced Bib Fortuna. Apologies, I didn't see your litter. I wasn't carried on a litter. I walk on my own two feet. Apologies. I'm just here to introduce myself and assure you that your uh, business will continue to thrive under my watchful eye. Well, thank you, Lord. Hello and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars. But before today, we'd never seen the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land. But now we have, welcome everybody to the podcast of Boba Fett. You just watched the Book of Boba Fett and now you're listening to the podcast of Boba Fett. My name is Trevor Chong. It's so great to be here. It's been a while since we've talked Star Wars, but we're here. We're ready to go. And with me... All the way through this Boba Book of Boba Fett is my co-host, Joe Ash. Joe Ash, how are you? I'm doing really well, Trevor. Excited to be here. Excited to kick off a new never seen Star Wars era of uh, us never seeing the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, and now we have. So I'm excited. I'm excited That's right. Well, we've, seen, we've seen one chapter of it. Usually you read a book, but this is just like you, you watch a book. Right. So <laughs> you might listen to a book. It'd be an audio book. But very rarely do you watch a book. Yeah. And yet here we are. We've <laughs> we watched are. the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. The Stranger in a Strange Land. So can you believe it, George? Here we are, 2021, almost 2022. You might be listening to this. It's 2022 already. Happy New Year. Um, and we have a show about Boba Fett, a character who had six minutes and 30 seconds of screen time in the original trilogy. And now we have an entire show based around him. Can you believe it, Joe Ash? I can. I can. I think he's a super cool character in the original trilogy. Super mysterious. This bounty hunter. And, you know, like, I think it's a story that if you want to, if you want to unpack it, it, I think it's like really cool that we decided that we decided that Disney decided that we should go in a direction where it's like, we're not looking too far into the past, like the Clone Wars saga, we're, we're, we're moving forward, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, really cool first episode. I'd love to dig in. Yeah, yeah. So we can just dig right into it right now. Your instant reaction, you said it was a cool episode. Uh, yeah. Just big, big picture thoughts. Um, is it what you expected? Did you enjoy the 30 some minutes of television we got? I did. Um, I did. Yeah. Like it, it's very much, you know, you get that same Mandalorian theme. You have this mysterious character, you have, um, you know, the situation, I guess that's unpacking and in, in, in a mix of like time lapses or I guess uh, flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then you get real time what's going on. And it's, I guess it's kind of like in my, and what I imagine it turning out to be is us going through the book of uh, Boba Fett and um, no, now that I think about it, it it's not going to get to that point either. So I'm, what, what I was thinking was that we were going to get to um, the Mandalorian where he's in Tuscan Raider clothes. Right. You remember that? Where Boba Fett was in, yes, sort of. Yes. Okay. And so I think the flashbacks we're seeing are leading up to that point, potentially mm -hmm. the flashbacks he's getting in the back to tank. Yeah. I'd love to 
kind of unpack that with you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that is something I want to know is how much more flashbacks we're going to get, but we'll dig into all that. Uh, my Instagram action. Yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. Certainly, I'm still sort of unsure of what this show is going to be about. I feel like uh, I still don't know. It's basically felt like this was more of the trailers yeah. that we've been getting. Uh, but we're off to a good start. Some fun fight scenes and we'll kind of dig into it. So uh, well, once again, this is the Never Seen Star Wars podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Feel free to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify. Tell your friends. You can follow us on our Instagram at Never Seen SW. And we're going to be breaking down the Book of Boba Fett. We're going to do uh, every other week. So we'll, next, we'll, we'll skip next week, but we'll come back in two weeks and we'll talk about episodes two and three, or chapters two and three, I should say, of the Book of Boba Fett. And Follow along. If you have any questions, you can always let us know. So, Joash, this episode, as you said, yeah, it kind of two different stories, two main stories going on. There was sort of a flashback and there was a sort of, I guess we'll say present time. It's not really present time, but present time uh, story going on. And we'll kind of talk about those. I think let's just start with the flashback. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, and we get to see all the way back to little Boba Fett uh, in the Attack of the Clones, where he's hanging on to Django's helmet. And I guess to start there, I always have this question. Is Django Fett's head in that helmet? You have to think it is. <laughs> you know, and I, that was something in the movie that even when I was a kid and watched it in theaters, I was like, his head's got to be in that helmet. I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's how we started. It, I, I didn't expect to get these Attack of the Clones uh, flashbacks immediately. Right. But we got yeah. them. And so that's cool. But we get to see the Sarlacc pit. And this is one of the questions I had is, are we going to get to see how Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit? And he did. And it was cool. But and I, okay, I don't want to harp on the show, too. Because like, I actually really did enjoy the show. But didn't it seem a little easy for him to escape the Sarlacc pit? What do you think? Yeah, but when you're clad in armor, I mean, you'd be expected, like, right. how else, you know, if we're starting with Boba Fett in the guts of a Sarlacc, mm -hmm. how is he getting out? How would right. you think he gets out? So, like, that's I'm true. thinking, like, rockets or something that blows up, and that's what we get. Yes. Leading up to that point, though, I thought it was really cool that we see a Stormtrooper. Yes. Right? And we get to see him uh, use the air, I guess, out of that Stormtrooper's helmet. I right. Really interesting. We don't know how long that stormtrooper's been there, mm -hmm. right? We know that Sarlacc's digestive digestive system lasts like a thousand years, so that stormtrooper could have been there forever. So how long was how long was Bubba in there, right? Like, yes, that's my question: is how how long <laughs> is this? Is this the day after, you know, that he got originally thrown in there? Has he been in there for for weeks, months, years, possibly? How how long has Boba Fett been in the Sarlacc pit? We, thinking about how you know if he if we actually see him come out of the sarlacc and then we get to see that version of boba fett mm -hmm. versus the version we see in the 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 back to tank right is that the same time you think or are they a little bit spread spread apart well that's the other question i guess that we can get into he looks is, a little is, aged yes he, he aged he aged that <laughs> but then again who knows how much a sarlacc pit ages you right a month in the sarlacc right. pit I mean, we don't know it's these gotta do, do huge damage to you, right? Yeah. No, I, I mean the one I have. I mean, we don't talk anymore. Um, so he does escape though. He makes it out. Who knows how long he's been in there for? He basically he what uses his fire and then digs his way out. And it didn't yeah. seem like there was any signs of the Sarlacc pit still being an active monster. So maybe that, like, 
the sting was still moving, but the tentacles were moving. Hard to tell. Yeah. The Jawas come by, classic Jawas, steal his armor. Okay, that answers that question. And the Tusken Raiders come. Knock him out, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> what did he? Yeah. There we go. Tusken Raiders, they capture him. Uh, I, got, I just got a lot of Star Wars questions right now. Tusken Raiders. We've got a yeah. lot more Tusken Raiders. We, in Mandalorian, we got lots learn more about the Tusken yeah. Raiders. And now we're getting more, learning more about Tusken Raiders in the Book of Boba Fett. Who knew that the Tusken Raiders were going to be this, when they start, when Disney came out with all his new Star Wars, that we're going to learn more and more about the great <laughs> Tusken Raiders. But Joash, let's get sidetracked here a little bit and ask you this. Is that, are the Tusken Raiders wearing masks or is that their face? That's a really good question. I don't think we've ever seen a Tusken Raider without their face. Right. So we're led to assume that's what they look like all the time. Right. But they have like go- goggles. Like this goggles. They have goggles. Are they right? goggles or are those their eyes? And is that like a Bane mask or is right. that their mouth? Okay. Who knows? Who knows? So it doesn't matter. They capture him. They capture Boa Fett. He's stuck there with this yeah. Rodian. Rodian, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, this Rodian. weird alien Rodian, person. Yeah. We, we know Rodian. Yeah, we know from Greedo, basically. Is there any Greedo, other yeah. famous Rodians that we know? I don't think so. Not that I can think of, I'll be honest with you. Right. <laughs> Greedo, who is in a, for like a few minutes and then gets shot. Uh, he tries to escape. He does escape at one point. He gets up in this one-on-one fight with this Tusken Raider. And this Tusken Raider is using the staff. I don't know if you caught this. He's using the same staff that Boba Fett uses in that Mandalorian chapter yeah. it, 14 episode, something like that. And so yeah. it was interesting. He gets wrecked by this, by this Tusken Raider. But we have to imagine then that we're going to see more of this story of how is he going to steal this staff? Is he going to earn the staff? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think we get, we'll probably get into, it sounds like more Tuscan Raider lore, or at least kind of see, not even lore, like we kind of see the dynamic of how Tuscan Raiders operate as like a family or as a tribe, we don't even know. I'm interested in seeing that. Um, he, he uses the, the term youngling, right? And to right. me, that kind of almost signifies like they're in a, a family or a, a, a community of sorts. So um, I guess we get through this in the end of the episode, but there's obviously going to be more Tuscan Raiders that we see. And we're going to see that dynamic of how they've impacted his, I guess, you know, uh, I, I let lead up to this flashback. Right. Now, at this point in the episode, we do, we do jump back into a sort of a present time, but let's just continue to see, let's just talk about sort of the t- one timeline at a time. I think it makes it simple. As we yeah. get into sort of the, the, basically the dramatic conclusion of this episode, it does sort of fly by. It's sort of 10 minutes five, 10 minutes of this original story and then 10 minutes or so with him and Fennec wandering around the city. And then this final fight here that happens where the youngling, one of the younglings of the Tusken Raiders, you know, some of the children that, that Anakin slaughtered, um, you know, they take, they take the Rodian, they take Boba Fett, they're going to find water. Uh, this interesting thing that happens, I don't know, if, I don't know what, what to think of this part here where they see this, these sort of thugs on the way and they're sort yeah. of uh, almost spray painting their logo on the side of this house. Who who is this? Who are these guys, Joe? What and what was the symbol that they're, they're spray painting? I don't think we know yet. I don't I don't know. Um, oh. But it, it sort of kind of flashes back to a new hope, right? Where Luke kind of comes back on Tatooine and sees his house burnt down. It's like right. I don't know if it's like a, an Easter egg or just like a a throwback, but 
that logo obviously has to signify something. So I don't know if I've seen that logo somewhere before. Um, I'm sure it's going to mean something going forward. Yeah, what did that logo look like to you? To me, it looked like almost like chicken wings. <laughs> You're right. Chicken wings are like a J and an L almost, but that's right. English and they don't use English in Star Wars. So I mean, they speak English, <laughs> but I guess you just there. It's never written. Anywhere, never written. You're so, right. Yeah. So it's like it's got to signify a logo of something, but mm -hmm. I'm, I have no idea. Maybe they're tusks. Maybe they kind of look like tusks. Okay. I don't know. Like Gamorrean tusks, maybe. I, I have no I idea. And that, that's going to be the thing that's interesting is, are we going to basically spend this, this whole show sort of with two continuous storylines, right? Are we going to get mm. the storyline of him in this, you know, more pastime, basically up to the point where he gets his armor back, in Mandalorian where we see him yeah and then also to spend time with Fennec or are we gonna wrap up this story quickly and just bleed into it right and are these thug right. guys gonna be these guys that these chicken the chicken wing gang are they right. gonna be something that he that he has already defeated or do you think he's still going to have to deal with those and they're related to the ninjas we see later <laughs> yeah that's a good question I, I'm not sure I don't know what to make of it and I, I feel like the Tuscan Raiders would be part of this chicken wing gang. Right. I don't know what to call them. So we're just going to refer the to them as the gang. chicken wing gang yeah. for now. So the chicken wing gang is going to, and that's why I don't think that the chicken wing gang is going to impact later on when right. he's kind of taken over. Um, so I don't know, um, but we're, we're definitely going to see more of those guys. I think we're going to unpack like this ruthless gang that's been terrorizing a town or Tatooine in some, some sort. Um, that's my guess. And he's going to help the Tuscan Raiders kind of defeat them potentially. Right. Yeah. You got to think though, that maybe yeah. the Tuscan Raiders are going to meet their own demise at this point too. I wonder, <laughs> you know, you think you would think that if Boba Fett is now, he's got this, he's a crime Lord. Wouldn't he bring some Tuscan Raiders on as part of his administration, right? As part of his cabinet. Maybe, but it, it's but, funny. Well, you, you say that, but like he does, say he wants to rule with respect mm -hmm. and maybe that's respect he learned through the tuscan raiders by being a part of their community right 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 yeah well we're learning more and more about the tuscan when is the tuscan raiders spinoff show happening joash yeah yeah i guess that's uh that's next right <laughs> lead up to the high republic is we have to learn about the tuscan raiders exactly exactly we need more tuscan raiders. people have been clamoring ever since so they're digging up the water, and we'll talk about the water later. I got a question about that, but they stumble upon this this creature, and uh, it reminds me of this creature that reminds me of Goro from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Do you remember Goro? 100%. And now, Joyce, is this the is this the most terrifying creature in the entire Star Wars universe? It's terrifying in the sense that we don't know what it is. I'd argue, you know, some of the stuff we saw in the Mandalorian was terrifying, but okay. the way. And what I'll say about this episode is I really liked like the visuals and the aesthetic, right? Mm -hmm. It really actually takes me back to um, Star Wars, like actually being on Tatooine in the original trilogy is how I feel about the characters they brought in. Right. Um, they're really good throwbacks, but the way this monster looks, I don't know what this creature is, but that reminds me heavily of like something Luke would fight, right? In the original trilogy. So yeah. It's got like four to six arms. Yeah. It either has four <laughs> arms or four legs. I couldn't quite, it's like, you <laughs> know, definitely know. has two legs, definitely has two <laughs> arms, but the middle ones, they seem like they could work both as arms and legs. So 
that's right. kind of convenient. But it made me yeah. think, you know, we we made we make so much fun about Anakin not liking sand, right? Sand on Tatooine. Right. And I think we know why he doesn't like sand, because you're playing in the sand and this giant, you know, six-limbed creature is gonna come on and try and eat you. Yeah, so, people Anakin ended up being a kind of smart kid. So Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> so we end up with this fight. We got the Rodian, Boba Fett. And a sand person youngling fighting a six-limbed monster. That's how we're ending up this this first chapter of the Book of Boba Fett. And, but it's, and, it's a pretty and fun they're fight. tied up too. Two out two out of three of those people are tied up. So <laughs> you know this he, that guy had two arms for each of them, and I think like they got out by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, I mean Boba Fett. He, I mean the Rodian didn't make it out, right? But. Uh, Boba Fett gets behind, he, get, he strangles him, and they take his head off, apparently, this creature's head off, and now he's he's a part of the Sand People clan. He's been welcomed in by that chief Sand person, the chief Tusken Raider, and I guess that makes me know, like, how much more are we going to see? Do you think this is going to be, back to the same question, through all seven episodes, are we seeing the growth of Boba Fett with the Tusken Raiders? I think so. I think so. I think it... You, you wouldn't you wouldn't see that respect being earned um, if you know if, if they weren't going to be a huge part of this story or at right. least his story through the chapters we see. I don't know if it's going to last the entire um, the entire uh, series, but what I think is going to happen is they're going to play a huge part in his life, and um, I, I think it'll transition more to present time, and right. we'll focus on for present time. And how far away from from like what is the time difference between these two storylines? That's why I'm. That's the question. About. It's hard to tell, yeah. right? Like it could easily be, you know, a month to to a few years. Could it well, not? Well, he's had scars, right? Like there were scars all over him when mm-hmm. we last saw him, and now we get to see one where he is very scarred up. And then as soon as he's out of the back of the tank, he's like less scarred. I guess it's healed some of the scarring. Right. How long does that take? Right. I don't know. I don't know. But it, that's where we see him. We he basically we're jumping to the present now. He is getting these getting these water healing. He's getting a soak. He's in his bath. And maybe that's the thing. He's always going to continuously get beat up so then he can come back right. here and relive his memories. Um, and he's getting this soak here. And so we see he wakes up and let's, let's just get into the sort of the present day storyline here where he has droids dressing him. That's an interesting use of droids. He, he doesn't dress himself anymore. Yeah, really cool dress mode. up scene. I love that dress up scene. Had yeah. the droids come in almost Batman-esque. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. And he's going to come in. Fennec comes in saying that he's got to uh, receive gifts, receive the gifts, tributes from the people now that he's the new crime lord i have i have a lot of questions about how yeah. you become the crime lord here so again this goes with the whole timeline here we know jabba was killed you know jabba was killed bib fortuna took over now bib yep. fortuna is not a a tough guy as far as we've seen right he, he he's not a tough no. guy but i guess he had the loyalty of the gamorian guards is that right is that and he's he's super sleazy guy right mm-hmm. so I'm, i i what my take on it is he sleezed his way into being the next number one. Jabba's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's in charge. And I guess yeah, having the Gamorreans on his side probably gave him muscle. Right. Right. So. And then so Boba just comes in. We saw at the end of Mando. He just kills a couple of them. And then he's just automatically the crime lord. That's how it works. That's how you become crime lord. It seems like there's this general when you know you kill the next guy you're in charge kind of thing going on because 
we see we see Boba get attacked, right? Is that somebody who wants to take over? I guess we're going to find out. Right, right? that's what we're going to find out. Either way, he is the crime lord. Who knows how the, the politics work? There's no election system, something like that. But he's receiving gifts. He receives, I, I see, like a pile of gold, it looked like. He received what to me looked like some sort of blanket. Maybe it was the fur of a Wookiee or something like that. So interesting gifts that he's it receiving. It looked like a Wookiee. A skin Wookiee. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, about. we're on the yeah. same page then, yes. Yeah, definitely a skin Wookiee. Okay, so <laughs> what, do you, what do you do with a Wookiee blanket? Is it? Oh, that's got to be warm. That's got to be like a precious commodity. Right, yeah. Or is it like a rug? You make it like a rug or you hang it on your wall or do you just keep it at, at night? Or coat. I mean, I'm thinking this... coat. Okay. Yeah, I'm does thinking Tatooine coat. get cold? I mean, it must get cold at night, right? Is that how deserts You'd imagine work? so. Yeah. Yeah. There's two suns, though, so does it, how often is it night? That's a good question. So the mayor's major domo comes in. That's right. The mayor's major domo. This is a sleazy guy. This is not talking about sleazy guys. This is the sleazy yeah. guy. He's a clear villain we've seen so far in this show. And we saw, you know, a bunch of, we saw a giant six-legged monster, but this guy is the clear villain so far. He doesn't want to pay tribute. He actually wants tribute for him uh he doesn't get it he says he's gonna be disappointed he says we're gonna find out what the mayor's gonna happen now is this here joyce is this the 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 big storyline we're getting here is it, the, is it the friction between the crime lord boba fett and the mayor this is the story i think so right i mean i think there's obviously two stories working with each other but i think the mayor's gonna play a bigger part of course i think he's uh um you know, the main villain we're going to see in present time. Right. We've only seen like a group of, you know, assassins up until this point. So I think, you know, the question is who sent those assassins? Mm -hmm. Was it the mayor? I guess what do you don't think? Do you, do you think we can get it right now? Do you think it was the mayor that sent those? It might. I, I'm having a hard time seeing that just yet. Mm -hmm. um, potentially somebody else getting involved. Maybe it could be the chicken wing gang we referred right. to earlier, just sort of like more evolved. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to tell, but I, I'm leaning towards the mayor has sent these assassins as, you know, yeah. um, the major domo was, was talking about, or at least hinting a threat. Right. So, right. I mean, would it not be like if the mayor, the mayor of this town had an army of ninjas, would that not be common? Oh, those are the mayor's ninjas. Right. So maybe that's where you're thinking, is it, is it a different bounty and someone else who wants to take over the crime lordship that wants to do i mean it makes me wonder why don't you just send the the ninjas to kill bib fortuna earlier before boba fett but you know i i, I think maybe made... bib fortuna had paid tribute right maybe he was paying tribute to right. the mayor um right and they might have had this relationship um so yeah right. that's a really good question there's some Bib Fortuna truthers out there is what you're saying. You know, <laughs> Bib Fortuna was right. Um, you know, who knows? It's possible. Uh, but possible. Do, do you think there's the mayor and we talk, I want to get into this, something of who we might see showing up at later in the episode, but do you think the mayor is possibly someone we might know from the star Wars universe? Interesting. That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't thought about it yeah, because we haven't seen it yet. Um, could it be an, are there still huts around? Is there any other huts? Could it, could the mayor be a hut and maybe he's not happy about this, you know? That would be something. It would be very surprising, but mm -hmm. pleasantly surprising to see another hut on TV. Yeah, 
I mean, I think it's been about time. You know, we could use more huts in this world. So they, him and Boba, Boba and Fennec, they go to the bar. They're, they're coming to, you know, pay tributes. Uh, Max Rebo, has got, he's back, the, the blue piano guy. He's, he's keeping a job. He's still playing music, so that's good. Um, he works at Palace. Yeah, yeah, now he's working here. Um, there's a lot of talk about the, the shirtless green guy that was there, Joash. You got any thoughts on him? Yeah, well two very sexy Twi'leks ready to wash your helmet. <laughs> right. So they... um, shine your helmet. Um, so they offer, he's like, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we want to make face with the people here. We want to make sure that we're on good terms with the, the owners of this establishment. So, yes. um, and then we get to see him paid off for it. So. Yeah. Well, it seems like it seems like that's how it works. So that the like this bar here, they don't really care who the crime lord is, but he's basically saying, I'll protect you and you know, we'll give you money. And that's you know, so they're basically playing for like a symbiotic relationship, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But I mean, they get out there and they get attacked by these ninjas that happen. Um we didn't talk about this here, but we have these Gamorrean guards. The Gamorrean guards, they, they, Fennec thinks they should kill them or get rid of them. They decide to pledge their loyalty to Boba. And it seemed like, oh, are they going to stick with them? Are they not? But they come in and they rescue. And, and in an episode, Joash, where we had uh, a Rodian, a Boba Fett, and a youngling sand person fight a six-legged monster, we also have uh, Boba Fett, uh, Fennec, and two pig people fighting a bunch of ninjas. So this, hey. this is where we're off here in chapter one. We get to see we get to see those Gamorians actually, you know, show you that they're loyal and you know come to come to Boba's protection. They even carry him back to the back to tank later uh, to heal up. I guess mm-hmm. it's a back to tank. I guess it's like a newer horizontal version of the one we see Luke in. But right. um, yeah, I, it seems like the Gamorians are are true to their word. They're loyal to Boba. Um, we get to see some parkour from. From Fennec and <laughs> yeah. knocking one of those assassins off the roof, so she has one person they can c- kind of pull information from. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interesting fight fight scene overall. You know, we've never seen those shields before, Trevor. Yeah, do you think a lightsaber could could get cut through those shields? I don't think so, no, because I think it's laser technology, right? So laser and laser should should meet each other, I think. I think there, uh, but you're right. It, it, it almost seemed out of place. Those, those, uh, those shields, right. With how dirty and everything low tech, everything seems in Tatooine to then see those shields, but they did look cool. They did look cool. And I agree with you. It was awesome to see the Gamorreans actually do something. I think it was cool here. Um, they must, they must have some like rich investors or, you know, it, yes. it, it kind of leads you to believe that maybe whoever has sent these, these assassins comes has money, right. Is powerful. So, yeah. And that's the big question. I think we're gonna be. Yeah. I mean, they did capture the one, the one ninja there, right? And so we're gonna get that. I would imagine next episode we're gonna see the interrogation of the ninja. Who, who, who do you think? Who does the best interrogating there? Is it is it just gonna be Boba on his own? Is Fennec get in there? Do we see the pigs get in there? What do you think? That's yeah. I, I feel like Fennec and Boba would be really great at interrogators. Mm-hmm. I feel like Boba would rely on like a flamethrower maybe and Fennec could probably use like something sharp. Yeah. Is my guess. Um for torturing purposes. So 
yeah, that honestly, that ninja doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll probably, probably hold off for a bit, but then at the end of that's where I think maybe we do know because, well, at least the person who sent the ninjas, we might know who that person is because maybe at the end of the episode, it might be like a reveal who it was. Right. We'll find out that way as some sort of big fun reveal. Um, but yeah, Fennec would be a good choice. And Fennec sort of, I mean, she was in the episode, but she didn't do, I think she had sort of a quiet episode. She had that great moment, I think, where she basically had the two of them captured, realized, you know what, I only need one and just uh, kicked one off the, off the ledge. That was cool. But she had this little bit of a debate here with Boba Fett where Boba, as you said, wants to lead with respect. And she's saying, maybe you should be leading with fear a bit more. And so I think we sort of see these, these, uh, the different dynamic here. Do you think Boba's going to be able to stick to this respect plan or is he going to have to go along with what Fennec wants a bit? Yeah, I think with respect, it comes a little bit of fear as well. And I think that's what he's trying to show. He's, people will respect him because he's powerful. And, right. But he's also true to his word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Fennec is asking for is like a show of power of, uh, and, and, and that's what these people are, are used to, right? She says that like in Tatooine, they're going to look at you weird if you're not being carried around and paraded around on the backs of these droids, right? These mm-hmm. walkers. So um, I guess we are going to see a little bit of that and maybe he'll bend. Will we see him break potentially to being a fearful ruler? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. And that, you know, sort of, sort of wraps up a lot of what the episode is there. And again, really fun episode, but still lots of things I'm curious about. So uh, Boba Fett, as we talked about the how he became the crime lord, who knows that, but but why does he want to be the crime lord, Josh? Like, is it a money thing? Is it a power thing? Does he want to like do what's good for Tatooine? I just don't understand why is this what Boba Fett is doing now? He got his armor back. He escaped near death. He escaped near death again with the Tusken Raiders, presumably. He gets his armor back. Why does he want to be the crime lord of Tatooine? Yeah, it's a really weird lead up, right? I think it's an interesting story because we're led to believe he's like this lone ranger who likes to just kind of travel by himself and capture, you know, his bounty. And now he's the ruler of this crime syndicate, I guess. What does it all know? I guess we're yeah. gonna find out, and yeah. and what I think happens is that these flashbacks are gonna lend that lead themselves into present time potentially. We mm-hmm. get to see that build up and like mm-hmm. why he's decided to take on the throne of the highs, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense too, and we'll learn a little bit more about that. Um, it just makes me wonder, you know, could he could he have could he have you know tried to become the crime lord earlier, or was it only once Jabba was gone, and then he didn't really have a chance to take over once like would he, if he was still alive? Would he have never let Bib Fortuna get close to it? And that was always right. it. Is he from Tatooine? I guess so. Um, you know, just a lot of questions here about the background of Boba. And I guess that's why we have an entire show, Boba Fett, uh, a, a character who only had, as we said, six and a half minutes of screen time in the original trilogy. <laughs> so we're learning back here. Um, of the two stories, Joe Ash, what did you prefer? Did you prefer the sort of Tusken Raider side? Or did you prefer him and Fennec uh, being crab blesses? I definitely preferred the Tuscan Raider side. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think we get to see like a very vulnerable Boba Fett, I guess, and working with this child. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see the Sarlacc, right? And we yes. get to see this interesting monster with six arms that yeah. comes out of the ground and almost kills him. We see another Rodian and this weird alligator dog thing. So, yes. Um, 
And then we get to see these water stones, which were interesting. I've never seen that before in Star Wars. I guess you get you can just dig up water out of a stone, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, but I'm mostly interested in seeing what season, uh, what <laughs> episode two has to bring us. Yes. Um, I want to see this relationship kind of grow with the Tuscan Raiders. I want to see the evolution of him as a crime lord. Does he get put in a position where he has to be, you know, that kind of like really ruthless leader of this crime syndicate, or is he going to be able to like stick to his word and be a respectful, like, um, you know, honest leader. I don't know. I don't even know what his description of being, you know, respected means. So I guess we'll find out. That's hard to know. That's hard to know. And I I think I agree. I think, I did enjoy the Tuscan Raiders storyline a bit more, although I really liked the Sarlacc pit. I think that was maybe the most interesting part for sure. Cause we always, there's always been talk that he's, that he could have escaped the Sarlacc pit for years and years. Like back when I was kids, we were talking about, Oh, Boba Fett escaped. Uh, I always thought he would have used his jetpack. He did not. Interesting. Um, but I'm still just curious. I want to know more of the present day. Cause I want to know what this, this story is about. I still don't really, know what the purpose of this story is um do you think that this story is going to take place all on tatooine or are we going to go off planet at some point we have to see a ship at some point like mm. it's so iconic um but you can so find like a different part of the planet can't you i don't know yeah definitely i think star wars the star wars world though is so large and we still have so much story to unpack here Right. Uh, there's absolutely no way we stay on Tatooine for all of it. At least that's that's what I think. But I could be mistaken, and we could have a full desert-filled <laughs> show, very Dune-esque. Right. Um, and who knows? So. Yeah, I mean, you would think as well, like that they would at some point leave the planet. It's just that if we, the two stories we're getting is sort of his journey at Tatooine, and then right, and then him becoming the, the crime lord. You yeah. know, leaving the planet. I mean, that probably wouldn't do a good job unless he he doesn't. He he gets dethroned. Maybe here. Maybe he gets dethroned midway through. And he has to escape. Right? Maybe the threat is too big. I don't right. know. Um. So that basically covers a lot of what we had. We got a couple questions here and again. If you follow us on our Instagram at Never Seen SW, you know we uh, send us questions there. We got a couple of different ones here. Uh, we'll start with. Uh, Nicole here. Nicole says, did the creature at the end give you Machamp vibes? Machamp, are you a Pokemon fan? Yeah, very, very much. That's a great call out, Nicole. Um, Yeah, huge Machamp vibes. I think extra arms. Yeah. Do they have the same amount of arms? I don't know. I don't know. But it's also, it's got like a centaur body, right? right? And I think Macham just kind of walks on two feet. So well, it stood up, it stood up fully at first, right? And then it like right. went down. So it's sort of, you know, caterpillary or, you know, who knows? Right. But Macham. Like a centipede. It, it is kind of like a Pokemon, I guess, a little bit that thing. Totally. There, so what does it evolve into? Maybe it evolves into that dragon that we see in the Mandalorian. And they caught it, right? Got yeah. to catch them all. So. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Aaron here one more question here Aaron says how many water stones should I be drinking a day so let's get on that water stone thing so what what is going on can you explain that to me the, the science behind that what's going on here there's well stones with water I'm not a geologist by really? any means but if if I had to take a guess <laughs> this is why we brought you water on. is like yeah, I don't know. There's there's just water and rocks, I guess. And it, I don't even know if they're rocks. They might be melons. 
um, of sorts because they, they tend to get into them really, really easily. Right. They seem to get into them really easily and, and they seem to hold a lot of water. So maybe they are just water rocks. I'm not sure. Yeah. It, really yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just to be weird. there at the right time. Is that what, like if I'm stuck in a desert, right? If I'm, if I, I don't know why, but if for some reason I'm stuck in a desert, should I be digging, looking for these stones? These, do these things exist? Absolutely not. Okay. They don't exist. Okay. No. I know it's just, it's just confusing to me, very confusing. Anyways, uh, that's the questions there. Before we ended off here, uh, Joash, I did want to do a little draft with you. I think it's always fun in these shows is to try and predict who in the greater Star Wars universe do we think might show up. So I thought it'd be fun here if we sort of did a little draft, we each maybe pick three characters each from the greater Star Wars universe, um, from the different movies, shows, whatnot, who we think could appear in the book of boba fett here in these next six episodes how does that sound amazing awesome awesome so why don't you joe ash why don't you uh you get the first pick here we'll go back and forth no snake or anything like that but i'll give you as as the guest here the first pick of who you think is going to show up in the book of boba fett and i honestly have to say c3po okay C-3PO, because C-3PO for for the the sole reason being that they're looking for a protocol. Right. And so having, you know, we get to see a scene where Boba doesn't understand somebody who's coming to give him gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, And he mentions it. We need a protocol droid. So that's my guess. I think we see uh, a C-3PO, but we could be mistaken. It could be another protocol droid. Right. I think it's going to be C-3PO. I mean, yeah, there's got to be more than one protocol droid they could call upon, right? Is this how he gets his red arm? Is that is that he loses an arm and then gets a this red arm? This could be it. Okay. Right. Um, okay. I'm gonna. I'll go. I'll go original original trilogy with you just just to like put it here. I'm gonna go with again. We saw hints of this maybe this person in this episode already. And that's Chewbacca, Chewbacca. I think Chewbacca may be taking a detour here, checking in on his old pal Boba Fett. I mean, he was partially responsible for the almost death of Boba Fett, but uh, we saw the Wookiee fur there, or we think it was, and maybe maybe Chewbacca is swinging around. I think he'd be a great actor. He's got to show up in one of these shows. He's such a perfect actor to bring back, um, a perfect character. And so I'm gonna throw it in there. It could be it could be a bit risky, but I'm gonna throw Chewbacca on the board. I like Chewbacca. Uh, Chewbacca will bring nostalgia. It brings that, you know, we've seen, we've seen him on Tatooine before. Yeah. We've seen him in a, we've seen him in a cantina as well. So. How about this for you, Joash? What if he's the mayor? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't he be a great mayor? He would be a really good mayor, but I don't think he's the type of type of mayor to send assassins. And if we're led to believe that the mayor sent assassins, Mm -hmm then it's definitely he's definitely not the mayor but i could see chewbacca making an appearance definitely mm-hmm. in, in, in the upcoming episodes right if i forgot that wookies and ninjas historically do not get along so don't get along I should, okay your second pick there joe ash what do you got that's a really good question um if we hadn't seen luke in mandalorian i would have actually said luke okay potentially um just to take it back but mm-hmm um r2d2 potentially another yeah. droid mm-hmm. 
R2D2 would be another good guess for me. Okay. But I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You go with R2D2. Go with R2D2. Orlando. <laughs> yeah, he's on there. He's on there. Okay. I'll, I'll go pick here. Here's a pick here. Uh, it's more in the Mandalorian. So it's this character from the Mandalorian who I think could, we could see maybe. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, give me Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Cobb here. Vanth. Yeah. That would be a really great. That would be a really great person to see. He had his armor, mm-hmm. right? It never really fit right. No, but he it did treated not. it with respect. That's right. Um, I think he knew the the worth of that armor. So Cobb Vanth would be a really good guess. Yeah. Do you have one more guess, maybe, Joash? Do you have another droid that you might predict? <laughs> <laughs> another droid? No, I won't say another droid. Um, no, I have no idea. I don't okay. know. Okay. I'll tell you who else I had on my list here, possible okay, ones. Tell here. Me. <laughs> but I'll tell you who my official pick will go down as. Okay. But here's who I had on my list. You can tell me what you think. Uh, BB 8. Okay. Go on the same route there. <laughs> BB 8. I don't BB-8. know how he ends up there. Uh, Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nian Nun. That's the guy who flies in the Millennium Falcon with Lando in, in right. episode six. Um, Mando himself, the Mandalorian. Do you think, do you think he could? He could pop into this this show. I don't know. I, I don't know if he if he if he'd be doing anything on Tatooine. But you're right. Maybe if he leaves Tatooine, if Boba leaves Tatooine, we mm-hmm. might see Mando somewhere. Is there any way that like that Boba's gets into this big war and he needs reinforcements and he says, "Well, I mean, I, Mando, I helped you with this one thing. Could you maybe help me?" Or we with get this a scene where Fennec's like, "I know somebody," mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get to see the Mando walk in. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but this one, I'm not sure how familiar I with the with the Clone Wars here, uh, Joe Asher, the Bad Batch here. But there's been a lot of talk that about Cad Bane, the bounty hunter, Cad Bane, never appeared in live action before, but is a very popular animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, bounty I'm not hunter. familiar with Cad, Cad Bane. Yeah, he, he uh, there's been a lot of, I don't know, I don't know about actual hype, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, begging, you know, to see him in live action. I think he would be a fun one. Yeah, you know, he's not my favorite. A lot of people like him. He's sort of like a, but he's very wild. He's got the cowboy hat, very Western feel to him. Um, bounty hunters. I feel like that's the one thing. We might see more and more bounty hunters. Might be, might see another IG unit. We already saw um, a guy that looked like Bosk, the, the bounty hunter. And so do we see more and more bounty hunters here? Um, who knows? That's, that's what I thought. It's a flazy town, right? Like you, you'd think that this is where bounty hunters hang out, especially at cantinas. Yes. Um, and we've already been to one. So I imagine we've been to <laughs> be to more. That's right. I didn't mention, uh, I didn't put this on the list, but uh, you know, I was a big part pushing for this in the Mando season two, uh, Mace Windu, you know, you never know when he's going to show you back up know. here, but probably yeah. not this show. He's probably not in this show. Dead. He's definitely dead. <laughs> <laughs> if he's going to show up, it's probably not back in the book of Boba Fett. No. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll save that for a different show. Uh, George, is there anything else that we, that we didn't touch on that, that you want to, to talk about here? First no, episode. I mean, I, there's no real cliffhanger. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're we're gonna unpack things as as they kind of go along. We aren't we don't know who the mayor is, right? We don't know kind of what this evolution of his dynamic with the Tuscan Raiders is in the flashbacks. So I'm excited to kind of unpack this. 
he's already earned the respect of the Tuscan Raiders, right? So right. they've got to have an impact there. And we've already seen somebody try and take his life in the middle of the streets yes. in Tatooine. So yeah, there's only it's only going to be more action. I'm excited, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's gonna be good yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see what this show is about i still sort of that's the one thing i still think that we still haven't quite got there yet but it's been fun it's, it's fun to get back in the star wars uh world it's been a, a year or so or just over a year i think since since we saw luke skywalker take grogu we did have the bad batch so it's animated but um the and we had the star wars vision so i guess there is stuff that's happening but the last live action was uh, Luke Skywalker taking away Grogu. So it's fun to see Boba Fett here. Uh, it's been great. Again, we'll be back I, in uh, two weeks. We'll talk about episodes two and three. Again, if you have any questions, let us know. You can uh, reach me on any social media at Trevor Chong. Joash, what are you at these days? Uh, at Hisauj Carey. So Joash spelled backwards, Carey. Is that how you say it? I didn't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. You can see it below. Again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, remember to subscribe. Tell your friends uh, who like Star Wars or tell the ones that don't to start watching it. And uh, we'll be back next uh, in two weeks talking more Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett chapters two and three. We'll see you later. May the force be with you.